Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there. Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Anne Landstrom. She is an award-winning master photographer who specializes in branding, boudoir, and fine art photography. Welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. I'm excited to hang out with you for the next hour. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I love your work. So this is an honor for me to be able to interview you and sit down and chat with you and share a little bit about your story. I'm really excited about doing that. So let's jump right in. And how long have you been working in the photography industry? You know, it's been, and this is going to age me, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I was like turned 60 last year. Oh, you're, no, come on. 60 is the new 40, by the way. Wow, you look incredible for 60. Wow. So to answer your question, I went to photography school about gee, 25 years ago or so. And okay. so how I got into photography is my, I'm originally from Sweden and my okay. father was writing me saying, well, this is back when snail mail, right? Before email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're always sending home such a great pictures from America. Why don't you go and take a photography class? Because I always been into art and I used to go take art classes and paint and actually even sold a few paintings back then okay. and, uh, went and took photography 101 and fell in love and never looked back. Just took all the classes and got my certificate. And there's no license in photography. You know, right. I wish it was, but <laughs> there is no like you have, like a real estate license. But yeah. So do you still do painting as well, Anne? I don't. No, I I think I'll, I'll take that back up again one of these days. But no, I I but I miss that. It was really I love doing that. Well, that feeds into the photography, right? That whole art genre. So I think that's beautiful. Now, what were you doing for work before you got into professional photography? I was in the clothing and fashion industry. So I've always been attracted to kind of like the beauty industry since I was a little girl. I I, I used to go in in my mom's closet and and dress up and I used to take her (laughs) bras and stuff them in my dad's socks and walk around in her... (laughs) stilettos in front of the mirror, you know, with, of course, the accessories and everything else. So I think I've been doing boudoir photography since I was a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) And so what, I mean, aside from your dad kind of giving you that push and inspiring you, what else was inspiration for you to start your journey into the world of photography? I mean, you were already shooting. So what inspired you or lit you up about photography? 
Well, when I started, again, it was before we had digital. So it was learning how to do film. I learned how to develop my own film. I was standing in dark rooms, shaking metal bottles to develop different types of films. And yeah. then, of course, do my own black and whites. And just that itself, just seeing your art, so to speak, your photography come to life from nothing, a blank sheet of paper into a beautiful and we used really nice fiber-based paper back then. So it really mm -hmm. looked like a piece of art. I got fascinated by like Ansel Adams and, and his beautiful landscapes and how he created these. He's the one who created the grayscale. Uh, what's it called now? He named each shade of gray from white to black, you know? Right. And yeah, he, he made the most beautiful black and white service. He did. Yeah. Right. Isn't that an incredible thing? It's, I too started out shooting on film. So being in the dark room, it, it is just absolute magic. Like you said, seeing those images that you created in your camera, Mm -hmm. come to life on that piece of paper right before your very eyes. It's just one of the most magical and beautiful things you could ever witness, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's it's pure beauty to see yeah. that. And the smells of the dark room and just being in that environment is just uh -huh. amazing. Yep. Now we're sitting at the desk instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a computer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Digitally developing. Right. Yes. Do you remember what your very first paying gig was as a photographer? And if so, what was it? Well, once I got out of photography school, I I looked up, there was a, something called the Black Book, which was okay. sort of the internet before the internet where all the commercial photographers would have their work. So agencies and so forth can kind of go in and look and choose their photographers. So I looked in the Black Book and, and uh, the photographers that were in my area, and uh, I did go and knock on their door and said, hey, I, I just uh, got out of photography school. I love your work. I would like to work for you for free until I deserve to get paid. So that's how I started. And then eventually, of course, I did get paid and I became probably one of the top three assistants to commercial photographers in my area. And I learned a lot from, I mean, these were accounts that I had, photographers that had big accounts like Gucci and worked with a food photographer who had Taco Bell, Burger King. I learned how to shoot with eight by 10 film and yeah. because back then we, we shot for billboards and big things like that. And it was all yeah. film, right? So yeah. And from there, I went into doing a wedding and family photography on, on my own. So I, would okay. say I got paid as an assistant, but as my own, it was more wedding and family that I did. Okay. Now, what is your favorite thing about being a photographer? What lights you up the most about it? What lights me up the most about being a photographer is to be able to show my clients something in themselves that they can't see themselves and yeah. to see that spark light up and I show them what I captured. That's what makes it all worth it to me. Incredible. Now, what inspired you or led you down the path to start shooting the genre of boudoir photography? Well, it's kind of like an interesting long story, but I'll okay. give you a short version. <laughs> I came out of a really bad marriage and it was uh, verbally and mentally abusive. And I actually ended up homeless with my youngest son who was six at the time. Wow. And uh, I didn't have a job and had the money. I, I more or less couch served at friends. Thank God for friends stayed in the guest rooms or couches and even slept in my car for about six months until I pulled myself together, 
and start looking for jobs on Craigslist. And I found a job. Photography was the only thing I knew how to do. I've been home raising my youngest son and this man was very controlling. He didn't like me working because <laughs> he couldn't control what I was doing when I was not right. Here. So photography was uh, always been my passion. And I started looking for a photography job, found a boudoir studio in Carlsbad that was looking for photographers. And I thought to myself, well, how cheesy, you know, who wants all these pictures in their underwear? Because the last thing <laughs> I talked about was feeling sensual and sexy coming out of the situation. That yes, of course. But it was a job and it was something that I knew how to do. So I applied and this woman had just kind of put boudoir back on the, on the map again to being something that was not just all like cheesy poses and, and corsets, you know, like the old yeah. big hair and, and <laughs> uh, glamour shots. Well, exactly. That's what I was like. <laughs> yeah. So that's the image that I had in my head when I applied, you know, like glamour shots with corsets and big hair. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she'd really t taken it to a different level and she grew very quickly and, and had eventually 16 studios across the country. Wow. And to get the job, I had to go through a boudoir session myself. And yeah, I knew how much it empowered me as a woman from the situation I had come from and just falling in love with myself again. And then what I did was when I was working there, because I, I ended up having the highest sales of all of everybody in the whole company. And Melissa, the owner said, and I don't know what you're doing, but keep on doing it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I don't know what am I doing, but I figured it out because at this time I was on a self-development kind of journey of really pull myself back together again. And I put the camera down and I talked to the women and I said, tell me about you. What, what are you doing here? What, what are your struggles? What, what do you love about yourself? What you don't love about yourself? What have you been through? And we had this conversation. So it took down all the barriers. And then I got the shots that really, because we had gotten to know each other. And sometimes yeah. it was more a therapy session for her than it was photography. And sometimes I was more in therapy than I was a photographer. So we kind of build those relationships through just listening to each other and having a conversation about our struggles or successes of being women. And to this day, that's how I feel like I get the essence and the soul in my images from my clients. I think that's one of the most important pieces about being a photographer is being, you have to be relatable. You have to be able to carry and hold a conversation and interact with your client because especially with boudoir, because they're in a very vulnerable state where they're in their underwear and bra or, you know, like in front of a stranger. So you have to be yeah. able to communicate and make your clients feel comfortable. Yeah. It's so important because you're not going to get the shot if you don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've done this so long now. I know a lot of photographers don't show behind the camera. Yes. And they, they edit the pictures before they show them and so forth. Yeah. I don't do that because I, I know I've done this so many times with all different women, all ages, all sizes. And I just feel that, yeah, I don't have a problem showing them because when I do show them, I truly from my heart feel like they look absolutely yeah. beautiful. And they can feel that from me, that I'm genuine. So I love that you shared that, though, because I think that's something I do as well, is I think it's important to show your client the images you're capturing so that they know they're also not just there. You're directing them as the photographer how to pose yeah. and whatnot, but to also interact with them in that way, to show them 
to involve them in the process yeah. in that regard too, is to show them what you're capturing so that they see, you know, here, you look beautiful. Look at what we're capturing right here in this yeah. session. You're doing amazing. And to constantly encourage that so that they know that they're doing well. Otherwise, yeah. if you're not communicating with them, they're just doing what they're told. They don't and know. That's it. They, yeah. It's insecurity. And, yes. And I feel why I love what I do so much is when I'm behind, when I step behind that lens, it's like everything else doesn't exist. It's just yeah. me and the person in front of the lens. And yeah. I, I want to create magic between us. And I feel that that's when you let go of everything else, the outside world, I can just tell you one thing, one thing Brad, but yeah. if I have a bad day. Mm -hmm. Something that happened in my life and I go in and I have a photo shoot. I can see that in my images. Yeah. That's how much of a mirror we are as a photographer to our clients. Yes. You have to be in the right headspace and the right frame of mind when you're shooting. Otherwise, yeah. it will come across in the image. And if the client is uncomfortable or not feeling good, that will come across too. You have to be able to relate and communicate yeah. with them. Yeah. It's part of our job as photographers to do that and to make our clients feel comfortable. Yeah. And so, Anne, I'm curious, since you started in the boudoir genre up to now, how have you seen the industry and the genre evolve? Well, it's really taken off. And yeah. I feel that it's a great thing because I, I feel that it, for women, it's such a self-confidence booster to do it. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how old or what size or where you come from, what, what have you been through? And I can't tell you why exactly it is, but it something happens to you when you have to take all your clothes off and be vulnerable and yeah. really own all of you without shaming any parts of you. And I don't know about men, but we women are so abusive to ourselves in the mirror constantly, sure. constantly. And to be able to stop that negative self-talk and just really own who you are right now Right now, not how we looked 25 years ago, 25 pounds ago, or 125 pounds ago, whatever it is that's holding you back from loving yourself. I think it's a gift that we as photographers, if we do it right, it's a big gift for women. So I'll say the images, yeah, the images are beautiful and a great keepsake. It's the experience. Really, if you give them the experience of falling in love with themselves they will never forget that. I love that you said that too, because that's exactly what I tell my clients as well. The images are great. Those are a keepsake and you'll always yes. have those, but that's not what it's about. It's about the experience of stepping yes. into who you authentically are mm -hmm. and, and, and embracing that. It's so Absolutely. important. That is the biggest part of that whole process is the experience. Yeah. It's incredible. I've also had women tell me that, oh, I'm doing this for my husband or my boyfriend or my wife. And it's like, I'll tell them, no, this mm -hmm. is for you. Yeah. Sure. You can gift the images to your partner, your husband, your what, whatever the case may be. That's great. But this is about you. This yeah. is your time to shine. This is your experience. This is your moment. So enjoy it, embrace it and love yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I did um, a campaign and I'm still actually doing it called Ageless Women. And I photographed women over 40 in boudoir. Yep. And I put together, I actually had a summit last year where over 100 women showed up and we celebrated. I put together a magazine and each woman that I photographed, and the cover girl, by the way, is 90. 
Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. She's like the ultimate ageless woman. She's four, <laughs> four foot seven. She has pink hair. Everything in her house is pink. And she's like this little spitfire. I, I love it. I love her so much. And her quote is, it's not over until I say it's over. <laughs> And it was really an empowering project. And, and um, I keep on growing it. And my mission now is to photograph over 100 women and put together a book. I love that. That's beautiful. Love it. Now, do you feel that you being a boudoir photographer has helped shape who you have become now as a woman? And if so, how? Yeah, it's helped me. You got to walk the walk that you're preaching. Otherwise, I mean, you really are an imposter. <laughs> imposter. <laughs> so yeah, I'm human. I'm I'm just like the next gal or guy. I mean, I, I of course have my negative self-talk as well, but I know how to stop it pretty quick now. And life is too short to beat yourself up. Yeah, and, for sure. I think boudoir experience that I've had with other boudoir photographers, I'm just like my clients when I've stepped in front of the camera that way. I'm equally as vulnerable. And I think it's important as photographers that we do get photographed all the time in diff different ways because you really need to experience as well what we are putting our clients through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I honestly believe that every single woman on the face of this planet should experience a boudoir shoot at least once in their yeah. lives. Yes. At least once. Yep. Absolutely. And what inspires you to create art? Where do you pull your inspiration from? Well, I've, I mean, I do have artists since I used to paint that inspired me to do certain things in my photography business. Also, other photographers. I mean, I look at other photographers' work that inspires me. I mean, I love Peter Lindbergh and his black and whites of women was just really amazing. Sue Bryce, which is kind of my, my photography mentor, the way she photographed women were just, I just fell in love with her work. So yes, yeah, I, I get inspired by looking at other people's work and then do my own spin on it. You mentioned Sue Bryce and she is one of the photographers you admire. And I know that you're a mentor with Sue Bryce Education for Photographers. How did you end up meeting Sue and connecting and working with her? Well, I was working as a boudoir photographer. And one of the other photographers said, because I said, well, I would love to do something else, like portraits of women or something as well. And she goes, have you ever seen Sue Bryce work? And I said, no, who is she? Well, she's a photographer from New Zealand. She does amazing work and she's an educator. And I, and I started looking her up and I, I fell in love with her work. And eventually she moved to Los Angeles. And so I had followed her for a while and I saw she had a workshop in uh, Los Angeles. And at the time I was still kind of uh, getting myself back on my feet financially. And it was of course an investment and I said, universe, I don't know how I'll get there, but I know you helped me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I scrambled together the money with borrowed, begged and stole, you know, and ended up going to her workshop. And that really changed my whole photography career. She had at that time, she was a big educator on creative live. Yes. And she was starting to build her own kind of empire. And eventually we became her guinea pigs and uh, were in the audience for a lot of her recordings. And then she picked, I think there's 12 of us that eventually became sort of the mentors in that she trusts and, and that she brings on every time she has a workshop anywhere. I just get invited to go to Italy in June to teach with her and support her in a castle 
outside of Venice. I've been there twice already doing that. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it, and we also get to be helping with, with other things in the portrait master. And actually, she sold the whole, her whole company. Yes, uh, I heard that. I heard that. Years ago. And now she's on a whole other journey of self-value. Actually, that's that's a big thing for her is teaching people self-value and self-love. And, and uh, so she's on a whole other building a whole other thing for that right now. Is she still shooting? She is, but not sure what her contract was in terms of with Emerald that she sold to this big company. Yeah. So I think she can't really promote herself. So yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure. And she moved yeah. also to Phoenix. Oh, okay. So yeah. She's an incredibly talented photographer. I love her work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's been a big inspiration. As she has for many, yeah. many people, absolutely. I got the honor to be photographed with her, of her um, many times. And all my boys are actually looking at a family picture that she shot of us. Oh, in beautiful. Her studio at the time in LA. Yeah. So. And when you aren't actually shooting paid photography work, what do you do to keep your mind in that creative space? Personal projects, what types of things? Well, I have to admit, I'm a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do. And right now I'm, I'm just working on creating other things for my business. I'm building a, a course coming out in um, March, and okay. uh, which is because I'm also a branding photographer. So I do yeah. a lot of branding for for um, particularly speakers, my speakers, authors, and coaches, a lot of coaches. Okay. Uh, but also other industries. I mean, I, I do branding for attorneys or insurance, all type of industries. But one thing that I, I noticed that I've heard from all, a lot of them is they, they start working with, with somebody and they know that they, they come in because they know they need pictures or they need images for their marketing, but they don't really know much more. Right. And I know how expensive it is to hire a marketing agency, hire a graphic designer, hire a personal branding photographer. And then like, where else do I go? What web provider? What, what do I need? What social media should I be on? I mean, it gets really overwhelming, particularly if you're somebody that comes from corporate, but all of this has already been laid out for you or people that you're starting over with their own business. So I more or less are creating a do-it-yourself for the people that are starting out because I know I have to start over. I didn't, I didn't have a big fat bank account with money to spread all over the place to grow my business. So it was yeah. like, make some money, put it back in the business, make some money, put it back in. And um, so what I'm uh, putting together is a six module course that is teaching people more or less who is your client? What's your message? What's your mission, vision? What are you offering? What is your client's pain points? I mean, if you don't know all of those things, you really don't know who you're marketing to, number one. Yeah. And then uh, how to set up a in-home or office studio. What exactly do you need? How can you do this on a budget? And how do you post? Well, I'll teach all of this in this course. I would teach, I brought in experts for the ladies how to do uh, you hear on makeup on just say what do you call uh, the st uh, stuff that you can buy at CVS or, yep. or uh, you yep. don't have to go a designer and also why is it important to look good on the camera because you want to attract your your perfect clients and you want to stand out from your competitors and yeah. I always tell my clients you have to look at it as you're on a dating site yeah right? you want to be swiped left or swiped right. <laughs> It's, we are all uh, visual creatures and we judge people of how they look like because we, right. don't know, we don't know yet 
how they are as people, right? So yeah. all we have is it's looking at their social media or websites and we make judgments from there. So yeah, so it's a full course of teaching people of going from identify who your client is, or who do you market to, to creating your own images and what to wear, how to pose. And then where do you take those pictures and how do you create marketing materials that will set you apart? And I will teach that as well. I bring in a lot of experts from SEO to marketing experts to stylists, financial, because you also need to put, set up a financial plan. Yeah, there, it's, I'm super excited. This is um, going to be helping a lot of people to get out there. And then once they, of course, are, are bringing in more revenue and don't want to do it themselves, then they can go out and hire people to do it for them. But at least they have a start. Sounds incredible. All-encompassing. It's amazing. Yeah. So for whoever is listening, that course is called Branding CEO. So it will be brandingceo.com. And you can actually go there and download a freebie where you can get a little bit of a glimpse in what I'll be teaching in the course and who I am and, and if you are interested, how you can get into that. Beautiful. We'll put the link in the show notes when the episode is released so people awesome. can just scroll through and, and grab that link yeah. and check it out. Absolutely. And what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career as a photographer? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I feel like the amount of money that I have put into myself, I probably could have been a doctor or a surgeon at this point, you know, <laughs> but you got to find your niche and your passion and go and get yourself a mentor and cut the learning curve. Yes, it's going to cost you a little bit on the front end, but rather than trying to figure it out on your own, and spending money in the wrong places. And there is only 5% of the photographers that are successful. Everybody else are struggling. There's a reason for that because like I said in the beginning, there's no license to be a photographer. Anybody can go pick up a camera at Best Buy and say, I'm a, I'm a professional photographer. <laughs> so, you know, you got to cut yourself from those people and you got to, there's people calling me and saying, Oh, you know, why are you so expensive? I can go <laughs> get a headshot for, you know, $25 there. And I said, okay, well, I think then you should book that because yeah. I'm not the photographer for you. And um, you're looking for more budget than, than you're looking for quality. And that's okay. I mean, I'm yeah. not everybody's cup of tea. And I know that. I know yeah. that maybe only 10% is my client. And that's okay. Yeah. Everyone, everyone with a cell phone thinks they're a photographer. Everybody thinks it's so easy. Oh, all you do is press a button. No. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Some of the, some of the things I hear and that you're so expensive. That's one of the biggest ones. It's like, well. Yeah. And the funny thing is some of those, I'll say 50% of the people that call me and say I'm too expensive. They go with the cheaper guy, then they come back and they book me because they were unhappy. There you go. So they wasted money because sure. they've spent that little bit yes. of money for that other person and yes. they end up coming back to you and spending the money with you anyway. Yeah. I have done the same thing in different areas. Yeah. Right? Sometimes yeah. you just go for cheaper and, and it's most often not, you know, it's not the best choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've done some work with some pretty big and well-known names. How do you get your foot in the door in that world? And who was your first big well-known client that you worked with? So Lisa Nichols was, she is what they call, I think they call it GOAT, greatest of all Yes. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Lisa's awesome. Good. She's that's so inspiring. Yeah. She's a, uh, 
She is probably the one that got me back on my feet from where I was by listening to her. I mean, I followed her on YouTube and uh, Facebook and anything I could get a hold of of hers. And I think that's what inspired me to move on because she was also a single mom. And I thought, you know what, if she can do it, so can I. And uh, she's so inspiring. And, and eventually she was speaking in my town and in a small venue. And I went there and, uh, and afterwards she stayed and, and she was signing books and things like that. And, and I stood in line to talk to her and I had showed my work to some, another woman that was there. So I was holding some of my marketing materials and I came up to Lisa and I said, I know you don't know me, but I think you saved my life. I um, was in a really dark place from a divorce and, and uh, I've been following you for years. And I just want to say thank you for what you do. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, what are you holding there? What is that? And I said, well, I'm a photographer and uh, this is uh, some of my marketing I was talking to somebody and she's like, oh, and she looked at it and I had one for boudoir and one for branding. And she goes, wow, well, I'm up, I'm due for branding. So why don't you talk to my assistant and, and maybe we can pull something together. And uh, of course I was like, oh my God. You know? and <laughs> yeah. And on my way out of there, just, I saw her jumping into her car and I said, and I said, Lisa, maybe you need, maybe you want to do a boudoir session. And I went and handed her over that pamphlet. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. That's not, uh, no, that's not for me. Anyway, she said she was going to travel for, for a while. It took me nine or 10 emails to get her in. And then she decided to do a boudoir session. <laughs> Amazing. And she was going to cancel about three times. And <laughs> even on the, say, on the day where she was coming in, she calls me and her assistant and her is on the phone. It's like, Anne, I don't know. I don't have anything to wear. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to wear. And her assistant's like, well, Anne, is it okay if you're a little late? Uh, I just take Lisa shopping on our way to your studio. Yeah, yeah, I have the whole day set aside. Okay, eventually she shows up and she was super nervous about this. And, and she said, you know what, Anne? And he, here we're talking about a woman that travels across the world, inspiring people about transformation and all that. She yeah. had a transformation in my studio, in front of my camera. And she said, I had that card of yours, this, this accordion card of yours sitting on my nightstand for four months. I was looking at it and I was so afraid to pick up the phone and call you because I wasn't sure what the camera was going to show. Wow. So her and I like had a big bond. It was to me, she talks a lot about manifestation and law of attraction. That yeah. to me was the law of attraction full circle of me manifesting her into my studio and she transformed me, not knowing who I was. And then she had a transformation. You transformed life. her. Yeah. And uh, she still talks about it on stage when I'm there sometimes. And, and uh, she had me speak on her stage, tell my story. And so it, it was amazing. And Incredible. from there, I started doing all her branding for three or four years. And, yeah. and then happily for her, she, she found the love of her life and moved to the Bahamas. And she's now living there, yeah. But she Beautiful. comes here still and speaks and just her speeches. And I got to photograph Les Brown and I got to photograph a Stedman, Oprah's yeah. man. Yep. So I was one degree away from Oprah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and um, Forbes Riley, who's another TV personality and, yeah. and speaker. And yeah. Beautiful. That's incredible. Lisa is such an incredibly inspiring woman. Yeah. Amazing. I love listening to her speak, she's just phenomenal. Yeah. So you're also an author, Anne. Can you speak a little bit about that experience and tell us about how that was for you and what you have participated in in terms of books? So I participated as a co-author in a book. It was a, a series called One Habit. And this one was called um, 
one habit for entrepreneurs. So yeah, I mean, it, it was a great way of getting your name out there and being part of something. Uh, I also have a book written on my story that once things calms down a little bit more, I will get that out as well. But as we are, it's a little nerve wracking to get your, your story out there to the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's been sitting in my Google drive for three <laughs> years. And so, yeah, so I have a book written and I just need to go through it again and uh, see what I need to add or remove whatever and get it out there, but put it out into the world. Yeah, I think it's a, it's more and more people now are, are uh, getting their story out because I strongly believe that your story, once you get it out there and share it, it no longer belongs to you. It's that's it right. Totally help somebody else that you don't know or know they're in the same or similar situation or that knows somebody. And so that's why I openly share my situation because most people that see me or know me would never know. I always cared myself in a way that I joke now and say I was the best dressed homeless person around. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah. I, mean, I had my suitcases in my car, no place to sleep at night when I went and picked up my kid from school and nobody had no idea. Wow. So a lot of us are hiders in whatever whatever it might be we have been through because you go through a lot of guilt and shame, even though it wasn't your fault. So for anybody that's listening that are going through anything, please be open of sharing your story because number one, it's a release to not be able to hold it in as a secret anymore. Yeah. Once it's out, it's out. It's like a cleansing. Yeah. And then, of course, you can also inspire so many people with, with your story. That's it. And we all have a story. Every single person on this planet has a story worth telling and it needs to get out there into the world because you never know whose life you're going to touch with that. And I mean, if you can touch just one person's life with your story, that's part of what we're here for is to help and support and inspire others and give back. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I actually have, when I spoke on Lisa's stage and I I hadn't had any formal speaking uh, training or anything, right? Yeah. She's like, Anne, I want you to tell your story on my stage. And I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, you need to. It's important to get it out there because you, you have a, a message and you can inspire a lot of people. So she sat on stage with me the whole time. So I got to speak in front of 500 people. Wow. 2,000 more people online, live listening. And I had a standing ovation after and Incredible. people contacted me from all over the place. And, and now people book me is because they watched that on my website. Wow. Late or particularly women, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what drives, motivates and inspires you to keep going and pushing and excelling at all that you do? Well, number one, I have three sons. I want them to be proud of their mom and see me as an example of a woman that they eventually want to marry or have as their significant other. So I want to lead that example uh, as, you know, a mom to three sons that, yeah, that, yeah, you can get beat down, but you can brush yourself up and get going. And, and I find it now, I mean, it's a challenge to myself to get to the next level. Like, oh, now, okay, so before, I mean, here, here I was, I was homeless. Then I, I, I got back, got a job. Then I, then I opened my own business. Once I got my own little house, I was shooting people in my garage and on my living room table and in, on the <laughs> floor. To then it was foreign to me to like even have my own studio and and once that happened, so I just, to me, it's just like, okay, now I've done all this, what can I do next? Yeah. So it's just exciting to me that 
that now, okay, I have my studio. Now I'm building and working on a certification program for other photographers, building my courses and ageless brand that I'm getting out there eventually. So to me, it's just exciting to see, okay, how far can I take myself? Well, as you say, you, you went from a homeless alley cat to a roaring lion. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that analogy. Just incredible. Your story is so inspiring and so beautiful and so inspiring. How far you've come from where you were. I think it's incredibly inspiring and beautiful. I'm curious to know, you said you've got three boys and obviously your business and your career is about empowering women. So what do you do to empower your boys? Well, they're not really boys anymore. The oldest is 33. Right. So 33 and the youngest is, is 18. So I always inspire them by being the best version of yourself is always, it's always work. Yeah. And sometimes with love, I have to jump in and do, and just talk to them about like, okay, how would you, particularly my middle son who has, is in a relationship. So he calls me up for a relationship <laughs> advice. <laughs> and I always said, well, you always have to look at taking yourself out of equation and see what the other person's needs are, because I, I find men are a little bit more selfish, <laughs> <laughs> particularly young men than yeah. women. So I really feel like I'm bringing that womanly advice so um, so they can uh, be a little bit more gentle and a little more understanding than maybe most guys are there. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after you learned it? It was trusting myself. I think trusting and believing in yourself that once I said I can rather than I can't and I stopped worrying about the how and just start doing what I wanted and believing that I will get there, that there was no obstacles in my way that I could, then all doors started to open up. Beautiful. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I'm very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think my dad always said I never took no for an answer. So I believe my stubbornness has helped me in my success a lot. And also be able to get up when you've been knocked down. And speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I believe success means when you have enough abundance for yourself and your family that you can give of your overflow to other people. And I don't define success by money. I define success where you're content with with yourself and your family and we'll be able to help other people in need. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was your dream job as a child? A go-go dancer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A go-go dancer. Yeah. One right. white blacker boots. <laughs> I love it. How would you describe yourself in one word? Resilient. What's the first thing you think of when I say the word future? Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be positive, so I'll, I'll say love. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Well, that's another thing, love. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Trust your instinct. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? A woman with integrity on a mission to change people for the better. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What aspect of your personality do you think has been the most helpful in your career? 
My stubbornness, definitely. I think that's something. And believing in myself. I mean, yes, I was knocked down for some years there, but I didn't believe in myself anymore. But yeah, believing in yourself. What would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in business? Get everything in writing. What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their lives? Follow your passion and you will never work a day in your life. That's a good one and an important one. Absolutely. I love that. Being a boudoir photographer, Anne, what does the word empowerment mean to you? To be able to um, change how people see themselves and then empower them that they walk out of my studio a different way than walked in two inches taller. I love it. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Jane Fonda. Well, there's a lot of incredible women, uh, you know, of course, Oprah. And, but I've always been fascinated with her. She she's just doesn't care what people think. And she's always been on the forefront with, of her beliefs, whatever, if I have agreed or not agreed with some of the stuff that she's done. But even today uh, in, in her mid eighties. I mean, she's still out there as an actress and she's out there for climate control. And I mean, she was even arrested just a couple of years ago in Washington demonstrating. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Trust your inner instinct. And lastly, Anne, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? Always lead with kindness and love. You never know what the person in front of you's life looks like inside. So always lead with making somebody's life a little easier by smiling and being kind. Beautiful. And thank you so much for making and taking the time to be here with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on the show and be able to have the opportunity to sit down and speak with you and share a little bit about your story and your journey. You are a truly beautiful soul and an incredibly inspiring woman. Thank you for doing all the beautiful work that you do and for shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world. Thank you so much for having me today, Brad. I appreciate it. My pleasure and my honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Anne Landstrom. She is an award-winning master photographer who specializes in branding, boudoir, and fine art photography. Thanks so much, Anne. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Brad. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.